Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Pete Callender here, News Talk 1110-993-WBT-704-570-1110, 1-800-WBT-1110. A quick programming note. I will not be here tomorrow. Chad Adams will be filling in for me again tomorrow. I have a follow-up doctor's appointment regarding uh, the the removal of that cyst from my back. And so uh, they would not see me any other time except during my program, which I'm trying not to take personally. I don't think they know who I am, so I'm not sure. It's possible, though. They were like, we can only see you between noon and (laughs) 3. I'm just kidding. They didn't say that. But, well, they kind of did, but... they didn't say noon and three. It was like 11 and one thirty. That was it. So it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to, that's, it's okay. I'm using, I'm using president's day. So the president's day is next week. So I'm going to be working president's day instead of taking that off. And I'm taking tomorrow off, but I'll be here Monday. See, so there it's, it all works out. So anyway, so tomorrow treat Chad nicely, everybody. All right, so um, one of the one of my most favorite people's names, just because it's so much fun to pronounce it, Tony Bobolinsky. Yeah, Tony or Anthony Bobolinsky uh, sat for an interview with the Congressional, the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, and the Committee on the Judiciary. So. Uh, We don't know what all he said. We have seen some of his remarks that he delivered as part of his opening statement that was transcribed uh, and released. We're going to see more of his comments released. This was all done in uh, behind closed doors first. And usually the way this goes, unless you're Hunter Biden, of course, you go in behind closed doors, you deliver your uh, your testimony, you answer questions, you you know, you, you give your statements. Um, and then after that, and there's, you know, questioning by lawyers and that sort of stuff. Then after you do the closed session portion, then you come back for the open session. And now the lawmakers get to preen in front of the cameras. Uh, they get to, uh, you know, try to uh, get a gotcha moment for the YouTube and the Twitters. Um, and uh, and they ask the questions, usually yielding very little evidence uh, or or anything of evidentiary value. So the stuff that I'm interested, always interested in, is the stuff that happens prior to the open uh, questioning. Because what happens in, in the closed sessions is uh, that's usually conducted by the lawyers, and therefore usually it's the questions are better and the follow-ups are better, rather than everybody getting five minutes to score whatever political points and, you know, hold up, you know, Nude pictures from Hunter's laptop, that kind of stuff. Um, which, look, I understand, right? I understand the political value in doing that stuff and the PR value in doing some of that stuff. But if you actually want the truth, you want to have 
people who you know, are skilled and trained at getting information out of witnesses, you want them to be the ones to direct the line of questioning. And sometimes those members can be members of Congress, but usually it's not. Usually, like Dan Bishop, I find to be pretty good when he's got somebody up there in the hearings and Dan Bishop is hitting him with questions because Dan is a lawyer and he was a practicing lawyer for a very long time. So he is good at asking these questions and, you know, and leading witnesses down a certain path to try to get answers. But a lot of Congress members are not. Anyway, Tony Bobolinsky, who is he? Well, he describes himself in his opening statement as a proud American citizen who was honorably or who has honorably served the United States in several capacities. For over six years, he was an officer in the U.S. Navy's elite Naval Nuclear Power Training Command as a decorated master training specialist instructor. He later served as the command's chief technology officer, where he held a Q security clearance from... Wait a minute. Is he Q? Where one goes, Q goes... No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. No, I'm not, I am not a QAnoner. I am not. That's a joke. But he held a Q security clearance from the Department of Energy and from the National Security Agency. When he left the Naval Nuclear Power Training Command, or the NNPTC, he says, I was the number one ranked direct input officer in the entire command in my final Navy fitness report. I have no idea what any of that means, but it sounds like he's got some qualifications, right? He also then points out uh, his uh, he comes from a, a, a family with a long history of distinguished service in the military. And then he, he names all of these, you know, uncles and his father and his brother and his sister and his grandfather, like all these people who held all of these like high ranking positions. He says, I have made uh, a few campaign contributions over the years to Democrats, such as Congressman Ro Khanna who was a member of the Oversight Committee. But he says, I am not a political person, even though he has made a couple of campaign donations. He says he shares his extensive U.S. military roots and background because they are the lens through which I view this exceptional country and my responsibility to it. My deep commitment to America is also the reason I have elected to place myself and my family in the public eye to tell the truth before you today. That comes at a great cost to my privacy and to my personal security and that of my family, among other things. However, I am happy to pay that cost. I am blessed to have been born and to grow up in the greatest country on earth. I take that seriously. Having been to over 50 countries around the world, I say that with the highest confidence. For nearly four years, I have tried to tell the American people the truth about serious corruption at the very top of their government. In return, I have been falsely accused of being a purveyor of Russian disinformation and a political surrogate. My continuous efforts to inform the American people of the facts have been actively suppressed by both the United States government and the so-called mainstream media. He then gets to the meat of his accusations, which are that in his direct personal experience, 
it's clear to him, President Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. And how does he know this? He was a business partner of Hunter Biden. And this is what he testified to in front of the congressional committees yesterday. I'll tell you more of his uh, direct uh, testimony because it's released in his statement. But first. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out you can send your emails to pete at the pete calendar show.com tony bobolinski was a business partner of hunter biden he was working on a deal that would have been quite lucrative to the biden family when joe biden had announced that he was not going to run for president in 2016 right so this is the time period that we're talking about Yesterday, Tony Bobolinsky gave testimony to the uh, congressional committees that are uh, pursuing impeachment investigations against Joe Biden. He says, I want to be crystal clear from my direct personal experience and what I have subsequently come to learn. It is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. His family's foreign influence peddling operation from China to Ukraine and elsewhere sold out to foreign actors who were seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government. I've said this from the beginning, right? The, the nature of the operation is, is clear to me, right? Joe Biden is leaving politics after spending, what, 50 years, 60 years in D.C. Guy knows everybody right? Former vice president. He says he's not running for reelection. Hillary Clinton's running for president. So he's out, but he needs to figure out how do I make money? And what they, what they saw was, Hey, the Clinton global initiative. Let's do that. Let's do something like that. Right. We're going to have, and it just so happens that his brother, Jim Biden and Hunter have been doing all of these deals for years and years and years trading on Joe's name. And what's the point of that is that like without the Biden name, you have no business, right? You have no connections. That's what you're selling. You're selling access. You're selling influence. That's it. Because, you know, Hunter Biden has no particular expertise in Ukrainian energy development, right? And neither does Devin Archer, his partner, both of whom were appointed to the Burisma board and paid 80-something thousand dollars a month, okay? You don't get that kind of gig unless you're providing some type of service. And in their case, it was access to Joe Biden, the, the soon-to-be former vice president, and 
the guy with access to Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, all these Democrat power brokers, all of his pals in the Senate, right? Back to Bobolinsky's statement. Quote, his family's foreign influence peddling operation, right, sold out to foreign actors. Joe Biden was more than a participant in and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability. By the way, I will get to some of the coverage of this, which is, to me, like, hilarious. The Like, the legacy media outlets, like, well, you know, we really can't trust this Bobolinsky guy because the other business associates of the Bidens, they say that it's not true. Oh, okay. So that's all it takes? So... You got the so so Hunter Biden and Devin Archer say Bobolinsky's full of crap. But Bobolinsky says they're full of crap. Who has a motive to lie in that situation? Bobolinsky goes on to say the only reason any of these international business transactions took place with tens of millions of dollars flowing directly to the Biden family was because Joe Biden was in high office. The Biden family business was Joe Biden. Period. Other key players have made this point clear as well. Hunter Biden himself has adamantly stated in a variety of communications, as did another Biden family business associate, Devin Archer, in his testimony last year. Foreign nationals on the other side of these transactions, including from China, Ukraine, and Romania, have also explained how and why these transactions took place. Once again, I would call that extensive evidence. The Chinese Communist Party, through its surrogate, China Energy Company Limited, or CEFC, this is a Communist Party-linked Chinese energy conglomerate, successfully sought to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden and the Obama-Biden White House. Successfully infiltrated and compromised do you think this is worth checking into? Sir, whatever your opinion is of Donald Trump, whatever your opinion is of Joe Biden, whatever your opinion is of the Republicans and the uh, James Comer and and uh, and you know the uh, yeah James Comer right yeah James Comer. Um, whatever your opinion is of these guys, set it all aside and just ask yourself: Is this newsworthy? If you're in the newsroom and you get information that uh oh we've got this chinese energy company and there's a guy who was in business that was working to get them a deal in america and he says that they sought to infiltrate and compromise the president do you think that's a story i think that's a story i i I think that's newsworthy the process started in the fourth quarter of 2015 and it continued through when joe biden left office in january of 2017 through March of 2018, when CEFC chairman named his last name Yi, not not that Yi, not the anti-Semitic guy that used to be married to a Kardashian, but that guy, this this the CEFC chairman Yi was detained for corruption in China and then never seen again. On October 21st, 2015, Joe Biden announced that he would not seek the presidency in 2016. It is not a coincidence that CEFC's aggressive approach to the Biden family happened around the same time. It's also not a coincidence that CEFC 
used the Biden family's weakest link, Hunter Biden, and the promise of large sums of money to the tune of tens of millions of dollars initially and eventually the profits from investing billions in the United States and around the world. Right? That was their pitch. And it was successful, he says. And then he goes over a couple of what he calls critically important facts. Email Pete at the Pete Callender Show dot com uh, and on Twitter at Pete Callender. That's K-A-L-I-N-E-R. Talking about Tony Bobolinsky. I always want to I feel like I want to sing it like it's a 1950s song. You know, I get the Bobolinsky. You know, like I need like somebody doing a like a beat with Baba Laba 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 like that, and then I come over the top with like Bobolinsky or something. I don't know. It's such a fun name. That's why I'm surprised that the, it hasn't caught on, like the story hasn't caught on, because it's just such a fun name. It's a memorable name, and you say it, and everybody remembers it, you know? So, Tony Bobolinsky testifying yesterday in front of a, uh, the House Oversight Committee that's leading the investigation uh, for impeachment against Joe Biden. He says, a couple of critically important facts. Number one, Joe Biden was aware of the CEFC transaction, that is the Chinese energy company. He was aware of the transaction, enabled it, and had a constitutional responsibility and obligation to the American people to shut it down before it began. This is because the CEFC had been identified as a known surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party by the U.S. government and prosecutors in the Southern District of New York as far back as 2016. Maybe earlier. He says, I would encourage Congress to gather all of the exact facts and dates. It is clear to me that alarm bells should have been going off in the Obama-Biden White House and that Joe Biden should have been aware that his own administration had red flagged CEFC as a tool of the Chinese Communist Party. This should have been uh, this should have made any business transaction with CEFC a non-starter. This is one of the things that it always I always am astounded how people just ignore how all of these clients that the Biden family worked with, they were all just some of the worst countries, right? Like, why are these corrupt countries and leaders and business people, why why are they the ones employing the Biden services? How come it's never some squeaky clean country like Luxembourg, you know? He says, I personally met with Joe Biden in Los Angeles in May of 2017 multiple times to discuss the broad contours of our business dealings. So he talked with Joe Biden about the business. Which you'll recall, Joe Biden says he never talked with anybody about these business dealings. Which makes no sense because... What is the business if it's not accessed through Joe Biden, right? If you're not going to use Joe to connect your clients with some other people or, uh, or powers, then what is the business? You're selling access, right? If my dad's the vice president and he knows all these people and I go to you and say, hey, do you want an introduction to my dad? Do you need him to introduce you to some other people that can help you? Okay, pay me. 
That's influence peddling. And what am I selling? Access to the influence, right? That's like, that's the business plan. It's very simple, very straightforward. Joe Biden's, this is point number two. Joe Biden's immediate uh, family were enriched to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from some of our most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party and players from Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, and other foreign nations and entities. He said to the members of Congress that the committees should thoroughly investigate with respect to possible violations by Joe Biden of the FARA Act, the Foreign Agents Registration Act, as well as anti-corruption and public integrity statutes, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and RICO. Number three, that's, by the way, racketeering. Three, the Biden family, Joe's son Hunter and his brother Jim, knowingly and aggressively defrauded me as the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings and as a member of Oneida Holdings, LLC, at the end of July 2017, which, by the way, that tracks. Jim Biden has has gotten into trouble with other uh, businesses for defrauding them, siphoning money away, not providing services that he claimed he would, not making the connections, not getting uh, these paydays, these windfalls that he promised in exchange for his own loans and such. So this is all this is all his M.O. They put Joe Biden and the rest of the Biden family smack in the middle of a $9 billion transaction between Russia and China involving Qatar, specifically the Qatar Investment Authority. And they helped CEFC navigate through various issues before Patrick Ho, one of the CEFC executives, not to be confused with Yi, Yi and Ho are different, just a heads up on that, they're different people. Ho, though, was arrested for corruption. In New York, in November 2017, Joe Biden's status as the head of the family served an enforcement role. For example, when Hunter stated deliberately that his father Joe was sitting right next to him while demanding immediate payment of $10 million that CEFC had committed to the Bidens, as well as when Hunter demanded CEFC circumvent Sino Hawk Holdings or Sino Hawk Holdings, the Biden family violated their fiduciary duties to Sino Hawk and to Oneida as they enriched themselves at the CEFC trough. Which is, again, the same thing that Jim Biden allegedly did to another company, another LLC, that also thought it was getting access to Vice President Joe Biden. So the best case scenario here is that Joe had no idea that Hunter and Jim were selling all this access, that he was oblivious, that he was, what, a a doddering, senile old... Oh, wait a minute. Mm, This is a tough one now. Is that going to be your defense? Because you just got through saying, like, uh, yesterday, right? For the last 48 hours, 72 hours, everybody in the administration has been pushing back on this idea that Joe Biden is senile. Yet the only other explanation for Bobolinsky's account here is that, what? Joe had no idea what was going on all around him. Something about cake and eating it too here. I, I don't know. Yes, uh, this is from, who is this from? DL. Mentally unfit for trial means mentally unfit to run the country. 
<laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you don't get to say, uh, you know, too mentally unfit to stand trial for corruption. Uh, but then say, oh, that uh, you're you're totally fit to, uh, to to run the country. So the way the media has been treating Tony Bobolinsky here is uh, quite interesting. Uh, ABC calls him uh, a Biden critic who once worked with Hunter. <laughs> Biden critic, that's who he is. Not a former business partner, right? Not a retired naval officer, nothing like that. No, no, not a whistleblower either. He's just a Biden critic. A Biden critic who once worked with Hunter tells lawmakers Joe Biden was, quote, enabler of Sun's overseas business. A one-time business associate of Hunter Biden, who has become a critic of the Biden family, testified before lawmakers Tuesday reiterating claims he made during the 2020 election that Joe Biden was an enabler of several of his family's overseas business schemes that sold out to foreign actors. Tony Bobolinsky appeared Tuesday right uh, before these committees, a retired naval officer, self-described global businessman. Bobolinsky briefly collaborated with Hunter Biden in 2017 on a prospective joint venture involving a Chinese energy firm. Others involved in the ill-fated plan have since described Bobolinsky as a tangential figure in the negotiations. He was just somebody out on the periphery, man. No, he was nobody really knew anything about him. In prepared uh, openings, in a prepared opening statement obtained by ABC News, which I just read to you, uh, said that uh, he told lawmakers that Joe Biden was more than a participant and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler. Bobolinsky first came forward in October 2020 with allegations that the Biden family had lied to the public about the nature of then-candidate Joe Biden's involvement in Hunter's overseas business ventures, a claim promoted at the time by then-President Donald Trump and his allies. Okay, I'm, I'm not a Donald Trump ally, but I guess I promoted the claim. I guess I covered it. See, you ever, you ever notice that when, when legacy media outlets cover a claim by a Democrat against a Republican, they're simply, you know, providing coverage. They're not promoting these claims, please. That's what Republicans do. See, I'm promoting this claim by covering it, by giving you the information and letting you decide whether or not it has merit. While working on the prospective Chinese joint venture, Bobolinsky penned an email. So he wrote an email proposing a 10% cut for, quote-unquote, the big guy. That's actually not true. The 10% for the big guy, that was written by a guy named James Gilliar, another one of Hunter Biden's business associates. It was in an email thread that was found on the Hunter Biden laptop. So once again, we would never have known all of the details about this deal. And about the relationship and the 10% and all that, had Hunter Biden not left the laptop at the repair shop, had the repair shop owner not made backup copies, had the repair shop owner not given the laptop to the federal authorities, had the authorities then just like sat on it as they did, had the laptop or sorry, the repair shop owner not taken the information public, given it to the New York Post. New York Post then does the story. Big tech 
tries to kill the story at the behest of the intelligence community. By the way, there's a development on that, too. Do you know they were targeting Trump before the meeting at the bar between Downer and Papadopoulos, who also has a fun name to pronounce? Did you know that? I mean, yes, we all knew that the name is fun to pronounce, like Bobolinsky. But, yeah, the they had already, 26 members of the Trump world were targeted by not just our intelligence agencies, but foreign intelligence agencies at the request of our intelligence agencies before the Downer Papadopoulos meet, which supposedly was the impetus for everything getting started. I have details on that. I will get to that too. But the 10% held for the big guy. This was a question that James Gilyar asked Hunter Biden, along with Bobolinsky and Rob Walker, another one of Hunter Biden's business associates. All these people involved in this business of what exactly? Right? Rob Walker, Bobolinsky, Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, Devin Archer. What is their expertise? What are they actually selling? Again, they're selling access to Joe and Joe's connections. The Biden family relationship, this is according to the Daily Caller in a story from November of 2023. The Biden family relationship with CEFC, the Chinese energy company, began when Biden was vice president. This is according to an FBI form, the FD-302, that quotes Tony Bobolinsky. Bobolinsky provided the FBI with a hard drive full of communications with Hunter Biden and told the agency the New York Post laptop story was legitimate. So again, here you have yet more confirmation, more corroboration. If the FBI, so what's what's the media explanation on this? By the way, the ABC News story, of course, makes no mention of any kind of investigation that they have done to corroborate this information. Bobolinsky has the hard drive. Bobolinsky could give ABC the hard drive if ABC asked for it. ABC is apparently not. They have done nothing to attempt to corroborate Bobolinsky's story. All they do is say that his former business associates who have every reason in the world to lie, right? Otherwise, they face the racketeering charges, the Farah charges, all these other charges that I listed earlier. They have every reason to lie. Bobolinsky does not. In fact, telling the truth is more harmful to him than lying, than continuing the lie, right? So, if ABC wanted to confirm or refute, they have the ability to do so, but for some reason they've not. Neither has CNN, which is even more egregious in its uh, uh, coverage. I'll tell you what that sounded like in a minute.